Call the neighbors and fetch the kids. It's time for Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. From connected cars to electric planes, Ken and Sasha have the information to keep you well informed. So get ready, get set, and go. Here's Ken and Sasha. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is our number two of Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. We are Sasha J. Little and, of course, Ken Chester, your professional guides for the hour. Thank you for taking the time to join us. This hour, the usual tidbits of mobility news from the parts bin, a summary of new models fresh from the showroom, and, of course, everybody's favorite segment, Tech with Sasha. Now, we're going to get this party started in a moment, but first... You can be part of the show. Call or text Roadworthy Driveline. That number is 872-222-9793. If email is more your thing, you can, of course, email Ken at Ken at RoadworthyDrive.net. Either way, connects you straight to us here at the show. Speaking of the hookup, please say hi to my always opinionated but seldom caffeinated co-host, Sasha J. Little. Hey, Sasha. <laughs> hey. hey. How are you doing way over there? I don't like it over here. Well, we had uh, a discussion with the suits, mm-hmm. and evidently you don't seem to understand to like not eat the mic. Mm-hmm. So I think that with you positioning over there, we can get less of the, the bottleneck Personally, sound. I think it was all about personal space. <laughs> you, 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 did not, you did not agree with my Joe Biden approach. Wow. You're going to just just going to throw Mr. Uncle Joe underneath the I bus am. like that. I am. That's just. I am. That's, that's just a little. Wow. Okay. We're just going to move right along. What we do for sound quality, <laughs> just for you, our listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sasha? Yes, sir. Uh, there was a video. Where? In China. In China. Of a woman. They do videos? Of- pro- hold on. Okay. Protesting on the hood of a brand new Mercedes she just bought in the showroom. Okay, wait. She bought a Mercedes uh-huh. and she was protesting on the hood? It was leaking oil the day she bought it brand <gasps> new. No. Yes. No. Now, bear in mind, this that is a communist country. That would have happened if she country. bought an electric vehicle. Hold on. Sorry. It's a communist country. Is it? Where, where individual rights are typically not recognized. Right. This woman, she's uh-huh. 30 years old. Okay. College educated. In fact, grad student. Okay. Bought this as a present to herself. A vehicle that, by most accounts, most Chinese don't have the ability to own. So it's it's considered a luxury vehicle there as well. Yes. Okay. Her her red brand new Mercedes CLS 300 coupe. Ooh. Okay. Her exact words. They did a video. Uh huh. Of her sitting on it, on the hood, because it was leaking oil before even driven out of the store. The question that was asked. Uh, on their equivalent of Twitter. Uh huh. What has made this highly educated, literate person turn into a shrew? Are you serious? Yeah. They're going to attack the woman for that. But hold sa- on. But hold on. Okay. This is a good ending, but you got to follow me. Uh, uh cr- You know, crying and complaining, like I mentioned. Uh huh. Started to leak oil. Now, the dealership in China. Yes. Offered to replace the engine, but wouldn't replace the car. Did oh. I mention it was a brand new car? As in, 
brand, brand new. new. As in it had like maybe 10 miles on if it. If that. Yeah. Brand new. Brand new. Brand new. What did Mercedes have to say about this? Well, we're going to get to that. No, we, we there, need to yeah, get to that. No, 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 no. We're <sighs> going to get to that. Because even she acknowledged that what would drive her to do such a feat in a country that typically does not favor, um, um, you know, confrontation or something this, this extreme. This is true. Uh, now, I'm not even going to get into the finance fee she was going to pay cash for this car which is typical in china right yeah because they don't the believe in dealership credit. over there uh-huh enticed her to finance it and then they charged her a financial service fee of twenty two hundred dollars oh that's not interest oh she was livid now the kicker is and the reason why i brought this up uh-huh was how this got handled in china which okay. gives you an idea of the rise of of the consuming class. Okay, what do you got? How, okay. how, how did this get resolved? Well, first of all, a lot of people praised her. Yeah, uh, yes, and, rightfully so. And what ended up happening, Yeah. Daimler got involved. Uh, okay. The woman got a new car. Amen. She got her money refunded. Good for her. Mercedes suspended the dealer's license. Amen. The government, the market regulation bureau, got involved and urged the dealer to refund her money as soon as possible. So she got her settlement, uh, and Mercedes is looking at this because Mercedes says, according to Mercedes-Benz, this is not how we do business. Mm. This is not how we do business. But, you know, it's one of those things where I am not, social media has the impact to do incredibly great and awesome and wonderful things, mm -hmm. um, aside from doing horrifically awful and just the rampant spread of, you know, lies Nasty and fake stuff. news. Yeah. So the fact that she was able to, and I'm assuming that, that, that this post went viral on their version of Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm assuming that helped. Mm. But for the same token, I mean, she had to act extreme in order to get extreme. But usually in China, that's not tolerated. No, it's so not. So the fact that she was able to do it, the fact that even the state got involved. Yeah. The fact that Daimler confirmed that there was an agreement reached with her that they suspended the dealer's franchise and it was investigating its customer service and business operations of the dealer. So did she get a refund from the dealer or did Daimler give her cash back? Because you said it, that she got. So she basically got the car for free. It, looks, what that, she, it looks that way. So she got the car. And she didn't get that car. Well, obviously not. No, mm -hmm. I mean that's just that that. I mean, we've talked about buyer protection mm -hmm. laws here mm -hmm. in the United States, mm -hmm. but that is crazy. It just goes to show what environment we're in nowadays. Yeah, that if you're a consumer, you do not have to tolerate shoddy service, shoddy products, and unresponsive organizations. Yeah, that there is a way for you to get it. Now she had to go to the extreme. But I guarantee you other dealerships and other automakers in China have taken notice. And trust me, they'll take steps to make sure they don't end up like this. Well, I mean, because now it's one of those things where it's you are literally whether you are on the buying end or the selling end. Mm -hmm. PR is a huge deal, particularly with on with particularly with social media. Yes. So you are literally one bad or good customer from making your business last mm. because it is nothing for customers to come in there with their cell phone already rolling. Mm -hmm. 
Let's end this on something positive. Let's go for that. Toyota is giving away to automakers access for free to 24,000 hybrid car-related patents. Yes. Uh, yes. By 2030. Yeah. Uh, patents related to electrification technology and systems through 2030. Uh, to encourage rival automakers to adopt low emissions and fuel-saving technology. But it's important to note that Toyota was only giving them their hybrid and not pure electric uh, patents. Just gonna, just gonna. But you know what? Not gonna say anything. It, the transition from gas to hybrid to electric is gonna take a while. So the <sighs> fact that they're at Laos, if you're not there yet, right? It gives you a chance at least get there. Now, obviously, uh-huh. you want to use some of their materials. They'll help you right. for a fee because right. it's not totally altruistic and shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, this is becoming also the norm. This is not the only company in the only industry where other organizations, in order to facilitate a technology, yeah. has made their patent said, hey, look, for some of the basic patents, for others in our space, we're willing to share them with you for little or nothing to help you get there. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, it helps everybody move forward, which is best for everybody in the long term. Oh, I agree. I just think that hybrids have... Come and gone? Yeah. And they may have. I mean, especially for the money. By the time you spend the money for a hybrid, I mean, you are literally right there for an electric. Yes. But if you're starting with the hybrids, you need that learning curve to learn systems and figure out how they work. You're not just going to go from gasoline to pure electric. It doesn't work that way. I would go that way. But you can't. I can't. There's a lot. Well, there's a lot of technology between those two. I mean, as a consumer, two. I can't. Yes. But as a manufacturer, you ah, don't get there because yes. you've got to develop all of those skill sets. Okay. I mean, Toyota's talking about twenty over almost 2,600 patents relating to electric motors, over 2,000 patterns patents relating to the actual control systems, another 7,500 patents related to system controls, and so on and so on. So there's a lot there. Okay. So yeah. there's a lot there. It at least gets started. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. Um, but like they said, as far as they can tell, and this was reported by TechCrunch, mm-hmm. the patents that Toyota are offering aren't related to an all-electric system. Yeah, we don't mind sharing, but you know what? We're still a for-profit business. Got to make that money. You know there's a certain automaker that I just want to bring up right now. I know you do, but don't do it. <laughs> Next up, news from the showroom. Keep it right there. Roadworthy Drive is America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. Gas line's frozen. Sorry, they've got to get home. Okay, but what's this gas line freeze? Well, here's the way my standard dealer explained it to me. You see this pencil-thin tubing? It's your gas line. Now, it's normal for water to condense in the tank, enter this line, and settle in low spots, like here or here. When it freezes, you're in trouble. That's why standard puts de-icer in both gasolines. Steady use of standard gasolines with de-icer prevents gas line freeze. 
So go steady with Standard. Drive worry-free all winter. You expect more from Standard, and you get it. If you're just tuning in, this is Roadworthy Drive. We're Ken and Sasha, your host for the hour. So glad you could spend some time with us. Now, each week, I go through my inbox, sorting stuff out and trying to decide what to discuss from many topics that we discover. And I found, (laughs) that was gathering, uh, a number of new vehicles in my inbox that would be hitting the market. And I thought that I'd kind of put a bunch of them together and share them with you uh, that might be worthy for conversation. So I thought I'd share these with you and with Sasha. Sasha, remember we talked about the Ford Bronco? Oh, yes. Let me break it down for you. You're going to love this. I know. We'll have a removable roof. I know. Doors. Stop it. And we're talking probably late 2020. Mm-hmm. So roughly maybe two and a half years from now. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a, well, a year and a half from and now. It's, it'll, it, be, it'll be a 2021. And it's is are they making this a hybrid or an electric or is it just going to be a combustion engine? Well, let's start. Because I know Ford's been teasing us with their right. e-tra F-150. Right. Which is going to blow the right. minds well, of Well, right now is going to be based on the new Ranger that just came out. Right. Uh, no surprise there. They're going to, uh, well, two and four doors. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm still. I know you're electric. not. Fe- you're not feeling it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm looking at this, and I don't see at least where this is a thing that's going to happen. But I'm kind of guessing it may. But with the current information that Ford has released, yeah, I don't see that. You know, we yeah. talked about uh, removable doors. The the uh, side mirrors will actually be mounted on the front A pillars as opposed to the door itself. No, no. Please understand. Yeah. I love the look. I am a Bronco 2 kind of girl. I remember those things. Those things were cute. Top heavy. I don't care. Flipped easily. But they were the kind of mud uni- uh, vehicle that me in my youth and my crazier days... Wait a minute, you had crazier days? We just need to stop this discussion right there. <laughs> okay, but, um, crazier days. Okay. I mean, as in last week. But uh-huh, anyway. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I mean, so when they brought this out, um, and I saw the original, like the, the concept, um, and I want to say, if you saw the movie Rampage, not to get into movies again, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure The Rock, well, I'm sorry, uh, was driving... The, the Bronco in that movie. I didn't see the movie, so I can't speak to that. Oh, you should probably but watch it. in addition to the Bronco, yes. since we're talking Ford right now. Go ahead. There is what they're calling uh-huh. a baby Bronco crossover. I know. Something smaller than the Bronco. Yeah. If that's even possible. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the uh, Mustang-inspired crossover EV. Yeah. yeah. Which is where we're at. Yeah. And, get this, yeah. the return of a smaller Ford Courier pickup. We're not. We are. Uh, nope. We are. I'm just not. Small Because pickup. basically what you're taking is, is those cute little uh, four, um, the uh, power wheels, <clears throat> and then you're making it about two feet bigger, and then that's what you're I would be curious there. to see. It's going to be like on the Mentos commercial, where now, you know, if you get stuck in traffic, you could just pick it up. And then hold it over your head and just walk. Uh, this is not for on. Flintstones here. I'm <laughs> just saying. Uh-huh. I'd be curious. I haven't seen pictures of the unibody courier pickup. With 15, you know, ponies running in underneath the hood there. You know what? If the ponies can handle the weight, be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also in my end basket. What do you got? Something uh, automaker that we don't talk a lot about. Uh-huh. Mitsubishi. Remember them? 
Oh my gosh, the Mitsubishi Eclipse from 1996. No, 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 no. no. Uh, that was actually, the vehicle to have back in the day. Back in the day, uh, they came out at the Geneva Auto Show uh-huh. with something called, and it's a plug-in hybrid. Oh, okay. Uh, they call it a plug-in hybrid SUV for adventurers. The oh, Mitsubishi Engelberg Tourer Concept. Yes. The mileage again is across the man, but where this thing really shines, right? is the all-purpose that has the ability to interact with your house. Yeah. Either to u- be used to draw power from the SUV into to operate your home. Yeah. Or from the home to recharge the SUV. Well, and they're talking about that they actually, weren't they used in like for a power grid situation? Well, this is what they're setting it up to be. It combines plug-in cars with bi-directional chargers, home solar and energy storage system, and other electrical appliances. And they expect to bring this thing to market, at least in Japan and Europe, Yeah. Uh, this year, later this year. I mean, this how, be how much is that import? They didn't say. Because the mileage on there, I wasn't too thrilled no. with it. It was like two. No, but it's, think of it as a hybrid, as a as a range extender. Yeah. Kind of like what the Volt was, Volt with a V. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the range ain't bad. 434 miles overall. Yeah. Unfortunately, 43 miles pure electric, meh. But the fact that it's set up to either provide power or be charged, yeah. that's the game changer for this thing. I mean, it takes camping to a whole nother level. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see uh, if that gets any traction as far as Mitsubishi is concerned. Right. But thought it was worthy because we don't talk about Mitsubishi uh, much. Right. We do not. And uh, they're still alive and well. Mm, I wouldn't say well. They're alive. <laughs> uh, this is this. And this one yeah. is from the and you thought the car was dead department. Okay. All right. 2020 yeah. Toyota Yaris hatchback. Stop. Why? Um, I'll give you one better. It's on the same chassis as the sedan. And I got one word for you. Uh-huh. Mazda. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. The Mazda <sighs> 2 on which it's based is an awesome little car. Uh, it's well made. It's not that expensive. Let me let And me it just, delivers some pretty decent fuel economy. Let me just interject. Just real quick. Go for it. When you say little, little, you're giving it way too much space. Uh, actually, you microscopic. Can fit, no, you can fit. Micro- you can fit four adults in there. I've you, driven this car. Stop it. Okay, you can. four adults. Yes. Let, let's just let's just like actually put that into words. Mm-hmm. My 78 pound, 16 year old. Mm-hmm. You could fit maybe three and a half of her in there. Mm, that no, you that. Can. You can, get all, you can get all four her in there, <laughs> and when I say four, that does include the driver. Uh huh. You know, uh-huh. it's not four. It's not one plus four. It's four. <laughs> yeah, no four. But by the same token, which translates into but two by the same token, you can own this brand new for less than twenty grand, and be well equipped with all the full complement of safety equipment mm-hmm. and high fuel economy. Which means if you're in an urban setting or you're a single person and you need some transportation that's reliable and not expensive. This is what you should be considering. Also, if you're buying for a teenager, that this is the one you can buy <laughs> since nobody else can fit I in. would not buy this for a teenager. Up next, it's all about me. Time for Tech with Sasha because, after all, isn't that what you've been really waiting for? Back after this. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You are tuned in to Roadworthy Drive. 
You are listening to America's premier mobility news and technology talk show, Roadworthy Drive. We are Sasha J. Little and Ken Chester yep. here to keep you informed about the latest in mobility from sidewalks to autonomous flying cars. Thanks for tuning in. And if you haven't done it yet, be sure to check out our website, roadworthydrive.com. Listen to past shows, see pictures of Sasha and I, and so much more. That's right. They can also look at the time with Sasha, which will start up with the wheels of non-consent here in the next couple weeks. Yeah, I think we got the legal problems almost worked out. Oh, will you stop? Yeah. Just stop. That's uh-huh. it, it was it was supposed to be a matter that was solved between me and the automakers and instead you have decided to plaster it oh, all I, over. No, I didn't get into the details. Would you like me to break <laughs> no. it down? All all they, all, it, all our ch- listeners need to know. There was a challenger involved. Yes. They got it back eventually, unscathed, pried from the unwilling hands of one Miss Sasha J. Little, and People all was forgiven. They agreed. They got the car back. They agreed not to press charges. This is all. It's joking. all good. It's it, it was. This is all a joke. I did not steal a vehicle. Oh my goodness. Heavily borrowed. <laughs> Anyway, be sure to like our visit our sponsor page that is also brand new. That is an ever growing list. And thanks to our wonderful, magnificent Mr. Chester here, we are adding stations every single week. We are. Uh, so you might want to tune in there to find out where we are branching out into. Yeah, you're going to want to check the Listen tab on, on our website. Uh-huh. That will uh, bring you the podcast. Y- uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. It's the Discover tab. It Thank is. you. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I read. <laughs> that's you're okay. absolutely right. I'm the one that does the website, folks, so you got to give them a little bit of leeway. Yeah. But- you also want to stay tuned on Facebook and make sure to like us there so that way you can keep up to date with what's going on. Uh, and we us. do Twitter and, and eventually we'll get back to Instagram. Eventually we're going to get back to Instagram. The Twitter win, we, we be Twitter win. Uh-huh. Uh, we the Twitter patient be be hitting from some time to time. Uh-huh. So you can find mm-hmm. us there if you're a Twitter kind of person. And of course, it, once we actually start the wheels of non consent. Pedal will be another place ah, that you will find Tell us. them about Pedal real quick. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so if you are a car fanatic, if you just like looking at cool cars and, you know, swapping pictures with other people, I know everybody goes to Facebook, but I love Pedal. Pedal is P-E-D-A-L. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find it in your uh, the Google Play Store. Uh, it's relatively small, but it's like Facebook, except... About cars. Uh, about cars. And, and beautiful you don't have to worry about, too. you know, them selling your data and all that kind of good there, stuff. There you go. Um, so, yeah, it's it was a really great, it's a really great app. It's basically people just taking care, taking pictures of cars they just happen to pass. Um, you got a few few professional automakers on there. Of course, we're on there. So, yeah, once we actually start getting the vehicles, we're going to be back in full swing there in pedal. Okay. So now, people, without delay, here's what you've really been waiting for. Tech with Sasha. Me! Yep. Okay, so this week for Tech with Sasha, there were two major things that really pinged my interest. Uh, The first one uh, may be the steps towards mobility as we know it, and it almost gives us a glimpse into the future. Um, To start out with, Ken, we're going to have to leave you behind here. What? 
because you need a smartphone in order to move on from this point. Wow. I'm just saying. Wow, that's harsh. We'll, we'll just leave you here. Did that's you want harsh. a crossroad puzzle or wow, that's harsh. To, that, that's something cruel. to color? Just uh-huh, saying. Uh-huh. Anyway, for the rest of us that have joined into the um, the new dawning age of cell phones, uh, you could now go to the Google Play Store and Waymo has released their uh, an actual app that you can download. Okay, you might want to explain to them what Waymo is. Waymo is a side company of Google, Mm -hmm. of their parent uh, alphabet company. Right. And they are the ones that have been doing the autonomous taxis in like the Phoenix or Arizona area. And in fact, Waymo is regarded as the leader in autonomous transportation. They are actually now. Mm -hmm. And, And it's one of those things where this app was exclusively only available to those that were approved for the testing because for a while, I think it's been like two years, I think, Mm -hmm. um, you were able to, if you lived in the the parameters, they're around Phoenix and the surrounding areas, Mm -hmm. you could submit an application and if you were approved, then you got a Pacifica that was Waymo equipped, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word, Mm -hmm. for your family to use. Okay, wait a minute. So how did you break in? Did you bribe somebody? Did you I talk? Did, did you make a phone call? They actually released it. What? I read about it in The Verge and mm. I downloaded it. Uh-oh. Now, my personal feeling to this, okay? Mm. They released a commercial version. Okay? So as in you now pay for the autonomous Well, it's it's not necessarily for pay, but it's open to the more open to the public. Okay, it's so It's not just like you can hail one of these Self-driving. So, in other words, to get a ride to the studio now, you can hail one of these? I can't. What? No. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it if you download the app, it gives you a glimpse as to what it... It's not very different from Uber. I'm just... I'm still just kind of going through the motions. But my point is, and what I think this is all about, the reason why I think that they opened it up, okay? I think that they're gauging as to where they're going to do their next test, Upper Midwest. Can I get hello? Some hello, hello. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. Sasha would gladly. I would take a ride I autonomously. Would. Yes, from her place I've of residence to, to the stu- to the studio. Yeah, uh, teenage daughters from home to school. Right. Uh, even maybe even the young ones, but there's. I think there'd probably be an age requirement. Well, and I think for the young, yeah, I think you had to have at least one licensed driver in the vehicle. Or at least they had to be 16 and over. Mm-hmm. I never got my question answered about that one family that was Waymo approved. Actually, that would be really cool to roll up in the prom. An right? autonomous right? Waymo right? vehicle. Right? Would that be cool or what? So anyway, my point is you want to go there. And I love the way that they advertise this. When you actually go to the for the um, the Google Play Store, it says, why ride with Waymo One? Avoid the stress of driving. You can get where you're going safely with the driver that sees in all directions, never gets distracted, and has millions of miles of experience. And won't be drunk. And won't be drunk. Or high. Right? Or impaired in any other way. Mm -hmm. Ride with confidence. Waymo knows the roads and shows you what it's seeing along the way. Moosin. Want to get in touch? Support is just a tap away. No moosin? No moosin. But, I mean, it does give you I, – I love the way that it's trying to tell people. And it, it honestly says, get there with Waymo, the world's most experienced driver. So let me get this straight. They've released this to the world. Yes, they have. But it's not available to the world. In other words, at least out here, 
uh, where we're in the upper Midwest, you still can't get that even no. though you were able to download the app. Right. And it does initially say when you do this, join the wait list. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I obviously I joined the wait list and then it allows, you know, do you want Waymo to access where your device is? And I went ahead and said, yes. And then it will ask you for, you know, your Gmail account to like link in. But the point is what I'm thinking is that when it's actually coming available, I might be one of the first people, you know. So here's my question. Uh-huh. Uh, you gave them permission to, I know where your device is located uh, in in the uh, scheme of things. Yes. You're not concerned at all about privacy or security. I mean, they're amassing this database, most of which is not areas where they are going to be available, and in some cases for some time. I think it's one of those where supply and demand. When we return, folks, <laughs> more Tech with Sasha. Of course! Roadworthy Drive is a cornerstone of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. If you're just joining us, this is the fourth and last segment of our number two of Roadworthy Drive. If you're a regular listener, you know what comes next. And if you're not, may I introduce you to more (laughs) of Tech with Sasha. Yeah. I'm just saying. Okay. So for this segment, I thought that I would bring up what I thought was super cool um, is power. Mm-hmm. Power is always From cool. From snow. There you go with those four-letter words again. What did I tell Maybe, you? Look, just hear me out. Mm-hmm. Maybe the white stuff isn't all bad. <laughs> As many in the Midwest could testify to. Mm-hmm. This winter was one for the record books. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many states in the northern part of the country, uh, children's got to experience what their grandparents Yeah, wants. Let me Let me tell you the flip side of that. Wow. Do you know where I can get a deal on an ARC? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just check it. Yeah. So... If you're wanting, if you're wanting to, you know, go green or maybe off the grid, snow and solar panels have never been bosom buddies. Ain't that the truth? D- they ain't compatible. No. But there might be some hope for that. What? Um, what if I told you that the University of California has mm-hmm. developed a way to produce electricity from snow itself? What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Again. I thought this was really cool. They're calling it Triboelectric Nano Generator or Snow Tang. T E N G. I'm so not. Are you not going to? No. No? Not no. going to approach that? Mm-mm. It sounds fairly basic. You know, when you're in wintertime, mm-hmm. the atmosphere gets very dry, right? Right. And that annoying thing that happens to you absolutely ever and always when you get in and out of the car mm-hmm. and when you touch another human being mm-hmm. and especially- Yeah, light them up. Light them up, mm-hmm. right? Static electricity is a thing. Okay. What this does, the snow tang does, it uses static electricity to generate a charge through the exchange of electrons. Okay. To get it a more basic, snow is always positive. Positive charge. Positive charge. Okay. Uh, So rubbing against a material that is oppositely charged allows energy to be drawn out of it. Okay, I'll go there with you. Right? All right. Now, right now, they're using silicone. Okay. Okay. That's what they have found to be the most conductive uh, material. Mm -hmm. 
also, let me be the first one to tell you, mm. this is not something that is going to power your house right now. It is not? No. This is very, 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 very early stages. Okay. We are talking about only 0.2 milliwatts per square meter. And it, it, it is- Wow. But please build, understand- build up, build up my excitement and my anticipation that snow may be used for good. And then just bust that balloon like that. Give it a chance. Mm. I mean, everybody remembers when solar panels came out and right. it wasn't going to be a thing. Right. I mean, you lost so much energy. Mm -hmm. um, they were not efficient. And they, they were, were glass at first. Yes. And they were horrifically expensive. And they, heavy. Yes. They were very and, heavy. And now look. Mm -hmm. Look what they've got now. Mm -hmm. um, they've got inductions where we have talked about graphene, which, mm -hmm. yes, I am a graphene fanatic. She's you a graphene girl, people. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we have talked about brophine. Brophine. Bro uh, bron bronfine. Bronfine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, we talked about all these different variances that were not available then mm -hmm. that could bring this up. What this article says is that it might be used useful right now for like small weather sensors. Mm -hmm. um, and they brought up like winter sports equipment like skis and boots. Mm -hmm. But let me riddle to you this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Riddle me this. Right now, you can buy, if you have the money, mm. a rechargeable self-heating coat, boots, gloves. I don't know if they do the snow pants yet. Obviously, I don't have the money, so I'll never know. Right. But for those serious like ski, outdoor, winter mm -hmm. events type mm -hmm. people, they do have these things available. Okay. Now, what if you were to apply a little bit of this technology to those wearables? Okay. Okay, so that way it kept warm. Mm -hmm. What about in areas where very remote, way out of the way? Uh, sometimes we hear of the, the huts that are out there in the mm -hmm. middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. What if they just had like a little bit of this so it was just enough to keep it warm or you could activate it and it was self-powered? Mm -hmm. um, I'll go you one better. Go ahead. Given the pace that we've seen over the last three years, Three, yeah. In terms of battery technology, uh, electric generation technology of all kinds, which I don't even have time to begin yep. to try to summarize here. Yep, yep. Imagine, if you will, for a moment, that this being early, like you said. It's very, very early. That they find either a better material or a different configuration mm -hmm. that will up the yield. Yeah. You could look at remote areas uh, where you could have like a... a our survivor hut, if you're out in the mountains and you yeah. find this thing that would power and generate heat and light for a bit or would have rechargeable wearables that would be available for somebody who was out there in the middle of nowhere that they would be able to get there. Oh, oh, I don't know if you ever watched this show, but there used to be a show where they would take people, tour guides would take people up to the top of Everest, right? Okay. What if? Like instead of having to haul like all that tents and you know how they've got all that, mm -hmm. something like this, when it becomes available, mm -hmm. now all of a sudden you've got a heat shack that mm -hmm. you can actually put up there in those very isolated for the mountain climbers and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So in case they actually do have an emergency, an like emergency that. situation, mm -hmm. they can get them immediately in there. Mm -hmm. And again, not right now. This is not saying, you know, something right now, because right now it's just not feasible. But. Like you just said, we have seen things explode as far as battery, as far as absorption, as far as storage, as far as and where what they're all going for. Um, 
I don't see this staying small and no. staying inefficient no. for very long. No. Because there will be such a call for this. Imagine if they could make graphene, which is a supercapacitor. Yes, it is. Work with something like this. Yeah. To maximize the yield. Yeah. Uh, you don't need much. Even if you had 10, 100 uh, kilowatts. Yeah. Uh, well, you wouldn't even need that. 10 no. to 15 kilowatts. 10 to 15, yeah. Uh, and, and, or as opposed to watts. Yeah. I mean, you've got a light that's 15 watts. You get into maybe 50, 100 kilowatts, you've got enough for temporary situations that would call for, that would be triggered and renewable completely remotely. Imagine adding that into a satellite system with sensors. Yeah. Uh, or uh, incorporating this into a car, maybe not necessarily to power the car, but to power the accessories with the vehicle and takes solar in a whole new direction, even in North countries or even more. We've talked about how cold weather mm -hmm. degrades electric, electric batteries. Yeah. Imagine if you had this even in the deep snow where this is no longer an issue or mitigates any power loss from the batteries. Well, or even if you had something like this and it was part of an emergency package, so that way, should you become stranded, it relied on this energy mm -hmm. to just operate the heater. So that way you didn't freeze to death right. while you were waiting. Right. And and could be renewable, particularly if you're in a snowstorm. Right. Uh, and it would generate enough where you might have three days, five days, whatever, of safety. Something Exciting. to watch. Yes, it is. That concludes our show for this week. Tune in again next week when Sasha and I do this all over again. Bye-bye. Bye, folks. Roadworthy Drive is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Roadworthy Drive Productions Incorporated.